Why was the cell phone wearing glasses? Because he lost his contacts. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability, Episode 79. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Today's episode is sponsored by Real Paper. That's right, I got my first sponsor. Let me tell you, this company is on a roll when it comes to sustainability. I love bidets, but not everyone does. Check out Real Paper Toilet Paper for some guilt-free, feel-good wiping. Real Paper is tree-free. That means it's made from 100% bamboo. Why is this so great? Well, trees are getting chopped down and turned into paper products at a faster rate than they can be replanted and fully grown. Bamboo, however, is a type of grass. And if you've ever had to mow a yard, you know that grass grows very quickly, making it an eco-friendly, renewable resource. Every roll purchased helps fund access to clean toilets for those in need. Real paper is available for home delivery. That means convenience right to your door. You choose how often you want it delivered, and it comes in an eco-friendly, plastic-free box that, you guessed it, is recyclable. In fact, the entire package is plastic-free, including the tape. Even better yet, shipping is free! Use my coupon code GREEN, G-R-E-E-N, to receive 25% off your first subscription order at realpaper.com. It is time to catch up with Kaylin. I wanted to give you an update in regards to episode 73, which was sustainable switches for the bathroom products. Maggie left a comment on my website and says, for a sustainable face lotion, she grows an aloe plant and then cuts a leaf off and uses it on her face. And that one leaf will last her for days. And this also works as hairspray alternative, which as a bonus, strengthens your hair too. She also states that she is on a campaign for every household to have an aloe plant because they are so easy to grow, which is good news for me, <laughs> and that hers even survived being forgotten about on a windowsill in her closet for over a year after her daughter was born, and it went that whole time without water, and it still made it. So if you're not very good at growing plants, try aloe. Apparently it's really hard to kill. Another thing I wanted to share with everybody is the doggy dually has finally been installed in our backyard. It took a year and a half to do that, but it's finally completely installed. Since it's been a while, let me remind you, if you don't know what the doggy dually is, it is a pet waste composting device that you dig a hole in your yard and put it in there, and then you go around and you collect all of your pet waste and put it straight in the doggy dually, and it will break down right then and there. So far, it has been awesome because we just pick up all the dog poop with the scooper and dump it right in. We don't have to put it in plastic sacks anymore and carry the sack all around the yard, picking up each and every pile and then trying to figure out how to dispose of it properly. Because if you didn't get the memo, dog poop is not supposed to go to the landfill. It is so simple. One pile at a time, straight into the doggy dually. Now, it doesn't go all the way down into the ground like it's supposed to because we have too much clay. So it kind of sticks up a little bit in our yard, but that's okay. We're, we are just fine with that. And there's a lid on it too, so you don't have to smell it. Flies aren't flying around all over it either. And you don't have to worry about your little kids playing in it either. Because yes, our little one-year-old is very attracted to rocks and things that look like rocks, like dog poop. <laughs> Needless to say, the doggy dually has been quite the lifesaver in our yard. 
Also this past week, I had a conversation with my coworker, Aaron, <laughs> which absolutely cracked me up. Therefore, I wanted to share it with you guys. We were talking about conservation in regards to all things sustainable, like water, electricity, or food. And she gave me a conservation analogy about toilet paper. And it goes a little something like this. When you go to the bathroom and you see that there is a full brand new roll of toilet paper, you wrap it around your hand, you know what I mean? Before you wipe. And then as time goes on and that full roll becomes a half a roll or a quarter of a roll as it dies down and there's only a little bit left, you start conserving as much as possible. Now it becomes and then when there's even less toilet paper, it's just before you wipe. You know what I mean? (laughs) As she's giving me this analogy, I'm just cracking up laughing because it is entirely accurate. (laughs) The takeaway, however, is that you always want to live like you're about to run out of something. Water, electricity, food, or toilet paper, and consciously be conservative about everything constantly have the mindset that you're about to run out and you want to conserve it as much as possible and do that all day every day get your whole family on board if you're able to get all of your co-workers on board if you're able to and stop being wasteful and being more conservative oh and that reminds me as you heard at the beginning of the show starting sustainability got their first sponsor yay and it is real toilet paper real as in r-e-e-l like a fishing rod and reel <laughs> and i am currently eagerly awaiting some samples to test out and then i'll share my findings with sustainer nation also a special announcement we have an etsy shop called start sustainable because starting sustainability was taken And that's where you can go to check out all of our merchandise if you want to support the show. And everything that is on there was made from items that would have normally gone to landfill. It's a lot of fabric material scraps that Amanda, our amazing merchandise maker, has turned into beautiful creations. Currently, Amanda is looking for sewing thread, ribbon, and shoelaces to use to make more beautiful creations. If you have any of these items that you don't need, you don't want anymore, you're thinking about throwing them away, send them to Amanda. Her address is 719 Chase Lake Road. That's in Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L, Howell, Michigan. And the zip code is 48855. We are all caught up in my world, and now it is time for the main topic of the day, which is discussing the impact of electronics. Now, a lot of this information I got from the class that I took at the International Open Academy, hosted by Get Mary Johansson. So I wanna give her credit where credit is due. Throwing away electronics is called e-waste. This is the fastest growing category of waste in 2019 and 2020. E-waste covers all electronics, like cell phones, computers, laptops and printers, also big appliances like TVs, refrigerators, freezers, and ovens, basically everything that you plug in. Electronic equipment contains a lot of chemicals, lead, nickel, zinc, barium, chromium. And when I heard that, my dietitian brain went, wait a minute, those are minerals. But let's think this through. 
In high amounts, those are toxic and can cause a lot of damage, both to the body and to the environment. Also, they are all found on the periodic table of elements, the one that you learned about in chemistry class. So yes, they are chemicals. <laughs> when electronics go to the landfill, these chemicals seep into waterways, and that's not good. To help you understand how bad the problem is, take into consideration only 10% of all cell phones in the U.S. are recycled, and the average American gets a new cell phone every 12 to 18 months. Maybe if they were designed to last a little bit longer than one to two years. <laughs> also, if they made them easier to recycle, maybe we wouldn't be so bad at that and we'd have better numbers. I tried to recycle my old phone and my old laptop, and they were too old to be accepted. Turns out they just refurbished them in their quote-unquote recycling program. But if they are too old, they are useless. That's ageist. <laughs> I still have my old phone and laptop because I just can't throw them away, but I don't really know what to do with them or how to recycle them. I will say that I have always had droids and many of my siblings have always had iPhones. And these, the iPhones, all went bad around the one to two year mark. And I bought a new phone right after my older son was born. I got the Google Pixel. I will proudly announce that I got the Google Pixel because I still have it three years later. It is still going strong, so yay, Google. Throwing electronics away is bad. Doesn't get any simpler than that. <laughs> However, the bigger impact to address is the production of electronics. That is because you need a lot of raw materials to make them. A simple cell phone takes over 230 kilos which is 506 pounds of raw material to make. That's a lot. How much does your average cell phone weigh? It's not even a half of a pound. <laughs> and it takes 506 pounds of raw material to make it? That's insane. And the materials are being mined in China, depleting the earth, and unfortunately involves child labor. That is an ugly, gut-wrenching, harsh truth. What happens when an electronic device breaks? If it's an older model, good luck getting replacement parts. Repairs are almost impossible, or they're really expensive, to the point where it is cheaper to buy a new one instead of getting it repaired. And they only make spare parts for the newer models. Older models are not compatible with the newer model parts. Is that done on purpose? You betcha because the companies producing the electronics want you to keep buying more. It's called planned obsolescence. That's a policy of producing consumer goods that rapidly become obsolete and require replacement. This is achieved by frequent changes in design, termination of the supply of spare parts, and the use of non-durable materials. And that is a policy. That sounds more like a scam than a policy. And that is a whole business model. Many businesses model their business strategy after that policy, which is devilishly intelligent. I wish companies would use their money-making brains for good and not destruction. Have you ever done an update on your cell phone and then noticed it started running slower? That was a built-in design to force consumers to buy newer models. This is prominent in tech companies, mostly laptops and cell phones. We as consumers are marketed into buying newer models because there are only a few tweaks that made it better. 
Not anything groundbreaking, but enough to see the difference. And let's face it, owning the latest iPhone is a symbol of status. We as consumers should really try to refuse the newest and latest and use the old as long as possible. My previous laptop made it eight years before the battery bubbled and warped at the bottom of the laptop. And no, I could not get a new battery either, I tried. I could still use it plugged in, but I knew deep down that it was a matter of time before I lost everything on it. And I had just started the podcast and wanted a reliable laptop to work with. And it is tough in a world today that depends on technology. Everything I do, work, run the podcast, time at home, (laughs) everything is electronic based. Have you ever lost your phone or been through a power outage? You are suddenly aware how much you need those items and the anxiety just builds as time goes on without those items. When you do find your phone again, or when the power does come back on, there is a giant sense of relief right? Don't feel guilty about using technology and electronics. The purpose of this episode is to make sure that you're using them responsibly, you're being conservative with them, and when the time comes to say goodbye to your old electronics, to please do your best to recycle them responsibly, or at least put in a darn good effort of trying. I did receive this article from my sister Dawn, so I'm going to give her a shout out. It's titled, How to Recycle Your Electronics and More, and I will have the link in the show notes. For real this time, because two episodes ago, I said I was going to put links in the show notes, and today I realized that I never did, so I did go back and fix that. (laughs) The interview with Marco Vangelisi, I now have the links in for the Nest diapers, the plant-based diapers that I found that I talked about in episode 77, so the link is there for that, and the link for the Morningstar Veg Calculator the tool on Morningstar's website to help you calculate out all of your carbon emissions and greenhouse gases saved by eating plant-based foods. So yes, those links are now there on episode 77, and I apologize (laughs) for being scatterbrained and not doing that originally. Back to the article. It talks about three different ways on how you can recycle e-waste. So the first one is to visit the Call to Recycle website, and that's call C-A-L-L number two, spell out the word recycle, to find out where you can recycle your old cell phones and or batteries. And by entering your city and state, you will get a list of the closest locations for dropping off your unwanted items. The second option is to call your local municipality. They will likely have tips and instructions for recycling e-waste, so be sure to investigate before tossing your electronics in the trash. And the last one is you can go to a website called Keep America Beautiful. And there you can find local recycling information by simply searching your zip code. Results include street recycling information and guidelines, collection schedules, and drop-off sites for specific materials. Next week, I talk to Michael Nazarian from Realistic Sustainability about the environmental impact of data storage and streaming in another crossover event. Before you go, I wanted to take a moment to review the weekly challenges. I made a donation to my local parks department and received a packet of bee-friendly wildflowers as a thank you gift. I've not planted them yet because I'm waiting on the weather to warm up. Because it's May. It's supposed to be warm, but it is still in the 30s and 40s at night. (laughs) Yay, climate change. Also, I did look into reusable batteries and discovered they are more expensive (laughs) than regular batteries. And they are hard to find. I went to three different stores and finally had to settle in on Amazon. 
Then I had a debate with my husband about it because he has a connection and can get us free batteries. And I, with my eco-focused laser vision, wanted the reusable batteries. And then we opened up our junk drawer and discovered that we still have two large Costco brand packs of batteries to use up first. So for now, we put a pause on the battery debate and we will revisit it when we run out of batteries (laughs) and it's time to get more. That's a recap for now on all of my efforts in regards to the weekly challenges. I hope that you guys have been doing the weekly challenges. Please give me some feedback and let me know if you like them, what your success has been, if you've endeared any challenges, any of that information, just feedback in general. If you've got tips or tricks that you want to share with me and then I can share them with the rest of Sustainer Nation, that would also be wonderful. How can you get a hold of me? You can email me at Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. You can also go to the Facebook group. You can just make a post for everyone to see. You can give feedback on this episode's post. You can do a direct message to me. That's fine too. We're also available on Instagram and that is starting underscore sustainability. Oh, and the Facebook group is starting sustainability. (laughs) I try to make it easy for everybody to remember where to go. Anyways, your challenge for the next week is... Instead of buying a book and reading it just once, join a local library. You'll have access to countless new books without the paper waste. Heck yeah, already done that. (laughs) I like reading real books over digital books. The library is definitely the way to go because you get to save money, you don't have to buy books, and it's significantly more sustainable. So yeah. I've already been there, done that check. Hopefully that's something you've already done. And if not, it is not too late to go sign up at the library. And by the way, libraries nowadays have way more than books. They have DVDs and movies, board games, cake pans in a fun shape if you need to have a cake pan to bake a cake for your kid's birthday party. I even discovered that my library will have passes for the Family Aquatic Center and the bowling alley, and all sorts of local entertainment venues. Like over the summer, you can just go and rent a pass from the library, and you don't have to pay for it. It's all free, which is really cool. Oh, and my library even has glasses that you can check out. Glasses, like for your eyes, that are for colorblind people, and they transition it somehow so that way people who are colorblind can now see in color. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on at the library. Definitely go and check out your local library, and discover all of the amazing things and programs, everything that they've got to offer. And take advantage of it, because it's free. Including a notary, by the way. I remember one day, I called around to about six or seven different locations trying to find a notary, and it turns out our library has a notary for free! (laughs) Because UPS wanted to charge me like 20-some dollars for a signature. Each signature, and I needed two of them. And I wasn't going to drop $40 on two signatures when I can go to the library for free. So there's your, <laughs> there's another fun fact for you for the day. In case you can't tell, I'm pretty passionate about the library. Sustainer Nation, it has been wonderful as always. I hope you learned a lot of information on this week's episode. Keep up your weekly challenges, give me feedback, and continue to save the world. And I will talk to you all again next week. Bye! <laughs>